All right. Would you like to count us down? In five, four, three, two. I don't really know the words of this song. Remember that funny part? Yeah. <laughs> it's like well into the song, I'm not even sure where it's at. Yeah, it's. This one's like nine minutes long. Yeah. Right. Welcome to episode 156 of Santa Mira After Dark. I'm Jeremy. Crazy. I'm Steven. What? <laughs> oh, you said, you said crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this week, we are, uh, <laughs> we are currently uh, recording from, uh, from one person right now because we are... Uh, Currently inside of the same body and the same brain, and we are uh, recording via the same person. So that's always yeah. fun. Because uh, what are we discussing this week? We are talking about Possessor from 2020. Yes. Directed by Brandon Cronenberg, son of the great uh, David Cronenberg, who you may know had a, a brief cameo role in uh jason x which <laughs> that's that's like our our only uh david cronenberg um reference appearance appearance on the podcast which is wild considering his uh his filmography but uh you know he did movies like yeah uh, he did movies like the brood and the fly and scanners crash Maps to the Stars, just just a, a wild, uh, crazy crazy good filmography, which has, uh, you know, ba based off of uh, Brandon Cronenberg's uh, three three uh, feature length films, seems like something that uh, was passed down to Brandon Cronenberg, which is kind of uh, kind of wild how we have like seemingly a new generation of uh, wild Cronenberg films. Yeah. Um I know you've seen Infinity Pool. This is your second Cronenberg film. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen all th all three of Brandon Cronenberg's films. This uh the one we're talking about today is my favorite and uh, in Infinity Pool was just like a colossal disappointment and uh pr probably one of the biggest disappointments of last year. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. that yeah that he uh uh, kind of bounces back with his next film. Although, Infinity Pool did seem to uh, have a solid fan base, so I do want to revisit that at some point. I don't know if that'll be an episode or anything, but I do want to rewatch that at some point. 
I remember it, that it movie. created a meme. Yeah, it did. Um, I remember that movie being like a turning point for me, and I'm like, okay, maybe Mia Goth isn't as good as we are uh, kind of hyping her up to be, but I don't know. I just remember her being obnoxious in that movie. Uh, did, did did you feel that way about Infinity Pool? I think she was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, okay, because I just remember her screaming from the car at uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character, and I'm like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is um, obnoxious. But this is your first time seeing Possessor. I've seen this movie uh, three times now, and mm. full tra- full transparency. I really, really, really like this movie, but I would be, uh, you know, steering steering everybody wrong if I claim to <laughs> know exactly what is going on in this movie. Uh, did yeah. Did you get the? Okay, I was gonna say because you've only seen it one time, and I, I was curious to see the the things you gathered from this. But that's an yeah. interesting one. Now. Did you expect it to be like this, like kind of more sci-fi than horror? Because I remember uh, pretty much like not telling you anything about the movie. So were you kind of like, because I remember the first time I saw it, I was expecting like a full on horror movie, but yeah, I kind of was too. There's, there's honestly like a lot of uh, Blade Runner stuff in this movie it it feels more in line with that style than it does uh than it does a horror movie mm-hmm. um so yeah what were, were you expecting like sci-fi or like what did you take from this i did not expect sci-fi really i mean i kind of figured technology would be involved but i didn't think it was that extreme i guess and it felt like yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah, it it it's honestly it it fit right in the Black Mirror series. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be like American Horror Stories. Where it could have it, been it's an like <laughs> it's like weird because the movie takes place in an alternate two thousand eight, and. I didn't even catch that the first couple times I saw the movie until this time. I was like, because the whole like surveillance issue that goes on in this movie, like that's a very modern, I guess, problem that people have. Yeah. The point point where you can mention like a product or start texting about a product and then you'll start seeing ads about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt very modern. So I thought it was weird to, to put this in 2008, but I guess... Uh, Brandon Cronenberg had this idea for the script since 2008. So mm. I guess that's where it came from. Um, I still don't fully understand like why this would be placed in 2008 when it's a very modern type movie. Like I've even heard people talk about the movie and say that it takes place in the future. And I'm like, well, if you watch the movie, it's like, it, it says it's 2008. So I don't yeah. know. I just thought it was weird. Um, did you watch the uncut version, or did you watch the uh, version that's available to the masses, I guess? Whatever version was on Tubi, 
I mean, it said okay. it was the length of the uncut version. Okay, because I was confused because the uncut version, it seems like they're the same length. And mm -hmm. I, I honestly couldn't tell if I even watched the uncut version or the, the cut version the first two times I've seen it. Yeah. This time when I when I rented it on Prime, it was the uh the the normal version. And uh. I guess the un the uncut version you can only watch if you buy it on Blu-ray. And I guess they're releasing a new edition of the uncut version next month. Mm. And I guess according to YouTube, when I was watch when I was looking up stuff about the movie earlier. On YouTube, it says you can rent the uncut version, but it still says it's the same length. Um, oh, okay. I did find out that a good way to know if you saw the uncut version or not is if there were any penises in your movie. So, uh, did 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 you have a a penis count in your movie? I had the privilege to see one, yeah. Or oh, okay, based on <laughs> whose it was, the disdain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, because I, I, I think there is one penis in the regular version, but then in mm. multiple in the uncut version, there are multiple penises. Oh, I think and I only remember I, one. Okay, so maybe you saw the theatrical released version, and you'll have to uh, buy, buy the Blu-ray to be able to see, you know. The penises. <laughs> so well, I don't know if I would ever watch it again. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a, a good transition. Um, what did we think of Possessor? I like it. I'm gonna it be like honest. When I it was shocking. Yeah, and I'm gonna parts. be honest. When 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 I was watching this this third time I watched it, I was like. I don't think Steven's going to like this movie, <laughs> at least not as much as I do. Um, I definitely was checking the time a few times. Yeah, because there are times where it like drags and there's other times where. I was like. Remember, remembering when we covered Blade Runner and I was like, well, he didn't really love that movie as much as I love Blade Runner 2049. So. I was like, yeah, he probably isn't going to like this movie as much as I do. So now I just feel like that annoying kid at like the amusement park that has been there a few <laughs> times. And it's like just pointing out like all the things you like while everyone else is just like irritated and bored. That That's kind of how I I was like, I'm going to go into this episode sounding annoying and he's just going to be bored out of his mind while while we while we go through this thing, so. And, you know, judging off of, you know, your uh, uh, initial thoughts that you're giving me, it seems like that's, it seems like I was correct, and that's kind of the direction <laughs> we're heading. Because, you know, the, this, un, this uncut Blu-ray is like 40 bucks, and I was thinking about buying it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, on the other hand, you're like, no, I'm probably not going to watch this this thing again. So, I don't know. We'll 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 see as we go through it, and we'll kind of uh, yeah, kind of uh, 
pick apart some things. So, uh, in instead of me being this annoying kid at the amusement park, I'm going to let you start off and start walking us through the opening of this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we pretty much open up with an immediate head stab. And this woman is like getting some type of implant installed in her brain. And we see her going through like every emotion. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to this party and brutally stabs this guy. Yeah, this is the character of Holly. And yeah, it kind of teases that this is like our our main character, I guess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and th this is like I guess the uncut version has like a lot more blood in it, but the version I saw was pretty violent as it is. So Yeah, mine too. And I I I love how like she has a gun, but it's like, no, I'm going to perform this murder in like the most brutal way that I could think of. And this kind of comes back later because our character, uh, her name is Tazia Voss, who, just for the sake of my sanity, I'm just going to call her Voss because that's what they uh, <laughs> refer to her maybe throughout even, the movie. Maybe even Taz. <laughs> I, I think they call her Taz, too. Um, but yeah, played by Andrea Riseborough, and through a lot of the movie, I was like, "Where have I seen her from?" And she is in the uh, Nicolas Cage film Mandy. She plays the uh, the uh, titular Mandy Bloom in that movie. So, mm. uh, have you ever seen Mandy? No, I haven't. Okay, because we talked about that like when we first started the podcast, we were eventually going to do an episode on Mandy, and then proceeded to never do it. So yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, maybe eventually. So yeah, um, I love like how they show Voss or I guess Holly kind of like playing in the blood and. There's like this like uncomfortably long lingering shot of it shows that Holly is about to shoot herself, but she can't do it. And I guess she opts for suicide by police because that would be easier. Yeah. And yeah, she when the when the police show up, she holds a gun up to the police and they gun her down. And this is where we learn that our uh, main character of Voss has possessed her and she uh, snaps back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. And they, uh, you didn't even laugh at the Eminem joke. I just did. Uh, I did. I did chuckle. Oh, it well, might not have come through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't come through. So you, you when you chuckle, you got to do a little bit louder so that our, <laughs> our audience, our audience can react accordingly to the jokes. Mm. Um, so this is where I got like kind of a Blade Runner 2049 vibe because they do that th those those tests when uh Ryan Gosling comes back from killing uh Dave Batista in the opening of that movie and they make sure yeah. you're like in the right state of mind and you're not altered or whatever 
So they do this test where they show Voss like items that she grew up with or like that she um, has attachments to. She goes through them and remembers them. And then uh, specifically the butterfly, they mention that I guess it's like a a, a token of empathy. I guess mm-hmm. she feels bad. She feels bad for killing it or feels bad that it's dead. And it's like I guess that's. Maybe like a way of showing that the assassins haven't gone too far and aren't just uh, like bloodthirsty maniacs, which we find out that. Um, well, most of them are supposed to be. Well, th- yeah, that, that's why I was confused because it's like they they want her to have this empathy for the butterfly, but then it's like they also want her to not have an attachment to the real world and just mm-hmm. be focused on being a sociopathic assassin so i was confused by that and you know then of course the lady who is um orchestrating this um i guess uh test is named girder who will come back multiple times in the movie and uh you know probably be one of my least favorite characters in cinema history um it it is I don't like either one of them, really. Oh, you don't even like uh, like Voss? No, not really. Okay. I actually like kind of sympathized for her, even though it's like she she is becoming like I guess a terrible person. I, I guess she classifies more of like a anti-hero or mm-hmm. at least like a main character that I guess it goes from protagonist to antagonist. Um, I like I like Colin Tate. Oh, okay. I like um uh yeah, the the what's his name? The the CEO of uh it's like data mining company. Can't remember his name right now, but yeah, he'll come he'll come back in a little bit. Um So yeah, where were we at? What was I going to say? Oh. Um, so we uh, we see Voss, and she's like... I guess, I guess she has to kind of, like, act out her life and act out, like, normal things because she's, like, slowly kind of losing her grip to reality, I guess, because... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she's, like, practicing I, what she's going to say. Yeah. And her, so I I couldn't tell because I guess her and her husband Michael are separated, but they're also like clinging on to any type of um, clinging on to love. I guess, yeah, I guess hope that they can get back together. And it's like I don't know because because she won't even tell him where she works, and it's like you can't even like explain why you're out of the country for like weeks at a time or whatever kind of uh i don't know just kind of weird um but yeah i do like when she i'm a virtual assassin yeah and and i don't know like how you would handle such a situation like how do you explain that you are someone who possesses people's minds to have them commit murder suicides 
Hmm. I'd be like, get away, but don't possess my mind. <laughs> so essentially, I, I guess it's the hitman is what they're going for. But yeah, but yeah, I I love how. Um, I, I guess this movie has a commentary on like your jobs taking over your life because there are people that kind of let their jobs essentially ruin relationships and friendships yeah. and all that fun stuff. And you know, even the uh, even the podcast sometimes it uh, you know, work life affects uh, affects our recording schedule sometimes. You know, yeah, it it sure did. <laughs> Yeah, um, she's kind of like standing times. in. Yeah, and and, and she's kind of like standing in the, uh, just like in front of her home or her old home or whatever, and she's practicing just like the most mundane lines you could think of about how she's just like starving or whatever, and it's mm -hmm. like she can't even like put on an act that she is starving because she's just so far removed from this. Um, from her reality and I'm starving like Marvin oh yeah uh, and it, it it's bizarre because they even show her having sex with her ex-husband and it's like all she could think about is violence and like stabbing him in the neck repeatedly and not a keeper yeah no definitely not so uh there's there there's like a communication between them two where he's like trying to get them they're trying to get her to move back. She's like, yeah, um, I don't know if I could do that and all this and that. So the uh, I guess the next day or whatever, she uh, is is back talking to Gerder. Oh, what I was going to mention earlier is that the the woman who plays Gerder is in Annihilation. I think she is. Mm. Um. I think she's like one of the uh the, the main characters. She plays like the doctor or something, which Okay. That is also that is also another uh, movie I'm... that we've been talking talking about covering for years. What were we gonna say? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I remember the movie. Well, yeah, that's one of my speaking of sci fi, that's one of my favorite sci fi movies ever. So uh, we learn the at the um, next meeting between Gerder and Voss that she was given a gun and chose to just stab the man instead. Like and a she psycho. says that, yeah, and she says she claims that it was more in character, which I guess creates the question of like, was it more in character for Voss or was it more in character for Holly to stab this person? Because Definitely Voss, we do, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and we do see that Voss is, in the prior sex scene, that she was, uh, she's definitely bloodthirsty and, like, loves this, this violence, I guess. So, um, would you like to walk us through this hit that uh, Gerder currently gives Voss? Because... I've seen this movie like, three times, and I and I was confused still. I know she was skeptical on giving it to her because this is like the biggest hit, and 
yeah, she's like, I don't know if she's going to be good for this, but it was about the CEO and his daughter. So she had to possess his daughter's, or Ava's fiance. That's her name, Ava. Yeah, yeah, Ava. So, um, yeah, she has to possess him. And like spent, she spent a lot of time with him. I feel like with Holly, it was in and out. But this one, she kind of spends, what, a couple days, like, getting getting to know everybody around him. Yeah, and it could have been, because we, we only see the tail end of the Holly situation, so it could have been, like, mm-hmm. just a, we only saw the end. She could have been in there for days, but, yeah, like, so, what I, is he a CEO of? Uh, it it's the 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 data mining company. I forget the name of the company, but yeah, this is the, like the uh, biggest the biggest hit ever, pretty much. Yeah, and like I probably wouldn't throw her in there because she's messy. It, it was like, sure. <laughs> well, the thing is, Gerder sees the potential in Voss and is like. And she's retired herself. Yeah, because you, I guess you can age out of this. And Gerder is the best, or one of the best assassins, and needs a um, placement. This company is named Zuthorp, by the way. Or, sorry, Z- Zuthru. <laughs> Zuthru. Zuthru. It says. <laughs> uh, it says. Zuthru is an organization that the agency wants control over. It's a data mining company owned by a man named John Parse, whose only daughter, Ava, is engaged to be married to an ex-drug dealer named Colin Tate. Uh, John's, John's stepson, who we never see, I guess, is the one who re- reached out to this company. And I guess he wants the... Uh, and what's going on is that he wants to inherit the company. And mm-hmm. I guess this assassination agency is in line to, I guess, buy the company from, from Reed. Is, is that, is that even what's going on? See, I'm not sure about, <laughs> I think this I, is the part where the movie kind of, takes a tumble i i understand most of what's going on like i understand if reed wants his dad and his sister and her boyfriend married so he can inherit the company i don't understand that this uh this hitman agency is um you know ready to i guess take (laughs) i guess kind of uh (laughs) take control of of zuthru because I don't understand. How, I don't understand how that comes in, but maybe they would want do, the technology. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or we could spy on people and kill them. Yeah, because at first, because like I said, we don't even meet the stepson. So I was, I was under the impression that Colin was the stepson, and that he wanted, like the well. 
you know, I, I, that doesn't even make sense what I was thinking, to be honest. Because I was like, I was like, I was like, he is a drug dealer who just didn't care. So he was ready to kill himself, his sister, and his father. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, so he he's paying this company to kill himself because then he could just do it himself, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think here it takes a tumble, and I think a little bit uh, later on it takes a tumble toward the the very end. We'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, what what I do like is that we see Voss kind of uh, surveillancing Pollen and Ava to kind mm-hmm. of pick up on um, on like the mannerisms that she has to do, which I guess she does a terrible job of doing. Because once she's in this body, it's like almost instantly that Ava is like, you're acting weird. <laughs> yeah. So. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, another once thing. She, I, once she gets in him, she acts all mopey. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that I'd probably struggle with the most, because it's like you can handle the assassin assassination part of it, but can you handle like the performance part of it? Because there is an art to it. It's almost like, like wrestling where, you know, you can be as athletic as you could possibly be and you could be good at it, but then you also have to be good at acting and be good at talking. So it's like, you mm-hmm. could be a good assassin, but how good are you at the arts and how can you, how can you perform under pressure? Because <laughs> as soon as as soon as something starts going south, I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, get me out of here. Wait, it it, it <laughs> I'm 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 just an assassin. I'm not actually your husband. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think that'd be the fun part. Yeah, putting on a performance of a lifetime. And then if you mess up, it's not really you being embarrassed because. It's not your face, so yeah. I also like how <laughs> once once Voss gets into the male body, she immediately checks to see what's in the pants, and as one would do. Yeah, I feel like that's just like a, a common thing, especially. I, I wouldn't even say if you're swapping genders, just if you're swapping bodies. I was gonna say genders because they do that in Scooby Doo. Because remember when? Um, uh, Fred is supposed to be in Daphne's body, and he looks in her shirt. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, I was like, yeah, that'd be like a gender-swapping thing, but probably even if you're going from, like, male to male, it's like, well, let me see what this... Uh, let me see what this person's this. packing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, ooh. Down to the knees, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> um to have some fun with this one. Yeah. Um like oh I didn't I didn't realize yeah uh, the, the Drake leak was true. <laughs> anyway. It sure was. Oh, did you uh did you indulge in the in the leak? So I was told. Oh, so so you you didn't see it. I was gonna I was gonna ask. And then neither, uh, neither confirm nor deny it this time. Okay, yeah, because that's a that's a risky uh, 
risky topic to get into. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, sometimes you'll just be scrolling on Twitter, minding your own business, and things that pop up are crazy. I, I honestly can't tell if you're using that as like a cover up because that's actually very true. Because um, I was scrolling through Twitter one day and I saw some heinous uh, Taylor Swift AI images oh, that, that. That, that sparked sparked some controversy of her on a football field doing uh you know some uh uh disgusting acts. <laughs> yeah yeah things things that just unspeakable <laughs> and and yeah they um i guess i guess ai has reached a point where like we currently have to get like authorities involved and like things like that because people are just it's like it, it's it's funny because it's funny when you make like because like in the nba for example like if a player has a bad game or they're going through a slump or something one of the one of the jokes is that they have to get ready to learn chinese because they're going to get kicked out of the nba and have to go play in uh in china so people mm -hmm. started using like ai images of like clay thompson wearing a Shanghai Sharks jersey. And, like, that stuff's funny. Yeah. But people are just going way too far with it and, like, you know, having celebrities do unspeakable acts, which is just, you yeah. know, a little Tom bit too Holland. fun. Well, not even Tom a little Holland's bit. Tom Holland's a victim of that, too. Oh, okay. I, I, uh, I didn't have the disprivilege of seeing those ones. But, and then Nicki, Nicki Minaj uses AI for her album covers. Oh, okay. People were complaining. Kind of weird, but... <laughs> that that upcoming movie, uh, Late Night with the Devil, yeah. in, in, the, in the trailer for that movie, they used AI images. And people are complaining about it, and I mean, honestly, I think I would... For for the sake of like people making money, I would rather them pay an artist to, you know, draw the images themselves and yeah. Know. If but people are like better too. Well, that's the thing. Like you could tell they were uh, AI generated because like the the pumpkins look very wonky and horrible. So yeah, or something will be spelled wrong or spelled weird. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like if if you AI generate like a video game cover or something, they'll spell like PlayStation wrong or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that happened with the Disney Thanksgiving thing too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Is the yeah they did like weird or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like you thought. <laughs> I I think AI pictures can be fine. <laughs> But yeah, it's like yeah, in in like you, moderation or for like a quick meme or something. Use it for good, not for evil. But you know what I do like? It is uh, not related. To, well, I guess it is related to artificial intelligence. But I I do like the scene with um the uh, the stabbing and the poking of the implant stages, and mm -hmm. there's like. Because like I guess this is like our um, 
this first scene that we see the um, Voss actually going to another person's body, we actually see the process. And oh, oh yeah, shot. The, I the artsy shot when they like mesh together. Yeah, and honestly, I couldn't even tell you how they they did this, but it's like things kind of like melting together, and it just looks. So cool. I, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you how they like. It's somebody like melting backwards with like particles like floating upwards. It it's just such a unique shot, and I I, I just love it. And like the, the 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 lighting, like it just looks amazing. Um. So Voss has now taken over Colin's body, and almost instantly. His wife notices that <laughs> that he's acting weird. Yeah. Um, we learn that Colin is pretty much like a nobody at his job, like bottom of the barrel. It's like you're on curtain duty, and no one really knows what that means until we see him sit down. He puts like a VR headset on, and he his, his job is essentially looking in people's webcams and whatever. And uh, setting the curtains like, that'd be the most boring thing ever. And it it it, it, it it's so weird because it's like, what is this job even doing? It's like, oh, this person uses this curtains, so we're gonna have to to sell them those curtains. And it's like that's that's the job. That's the job you're paying hundreds of people for. <laughs> it it just seems like a big waste of time just to put someone on curtain duty um, yeah I, I do i do like the um uh line later on that one of uh eva's friends say that she um uses a vibrator in front of the webcam so that the company knows what kind of vibrator she likes I'm like yeah that's uh it sounds about right same oh Just so kidding. <laughs> so, uh, so, so while Colin uh, or while while Voss is in Colin's body, we see these white blobs that she's that she kind of sees, and I'm just gonna be honest. There's gonna be a lot of confusion going forward because we're talking about two characters who are possessing the same body. So it's like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a bit it's gonna it's gonna be a bit confusing to talk about. But we'll because we'll he's like through it, I guess he's coming through here and there, but it's also. Her, her mostly. And there are points where it's like you don't even know who is taking control. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we learned that um, Colin has irritable bowel syndrome, and it's like, why would you put me in someone's body who has irritable bowel syndrome? Like, <laughs> and I guess he is uh, prone to panic attacks as well. I guess Voss has the panic attack or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. We do see like glimpses of <laughs> Colin conscious wherever he's at. He can kind of see Voss wherever she's at in this like kind of. Um, I don't even know what it is. It's like a thing you lay down in and they just like. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. You, you pretty much have to see it to even know what I'm talking about. Um there's also like a uh, some connection issues where Girder loses connection with Voss. Voss kind of has to act like everything is fine. 
They also say that like she has to be out of the body within three days or else they start becoming meshed together, which mm -hmm. happens a lot earlier than three days. So I don't know, kind of um kind of weird. But they this do trust me of an, an episode of Angel. When, okay, I never never saw the show. When some old man and angel switched bodies. Due okay, to a magic yeah. spell. And it also happened with Buffy and Faith in the Buffy series. Okay. Yeah, I've I've never those, seen either one of those shows. When Buffy and Faith switched, what a highlight to one of the worst seasons of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what what season is that? Season four. Okay, so there's a lot of seasons after that. So that's the worst one, and they kept it moving. <laughs> I think um, most Buffy fans would say like four and seven. Okay. Are probably the worst ones. Okay. Six is iffy. Okay. Interesting. They're all good, though. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some bad, but I guess they're all good. Okay. So uh, Ava's friends are at the apartment when Colin gets back home. I guess Colin kind of, uh, or Voss, I guess, lost track of time because he's like, I don't even know where I was at or whatever. And she was about to call the police. So I thought, okay, that you're overreacting a little bit. But then does she know he's a drug dealer? Um, I think... I think, yeah, she does, because uh, he was selling to her. That's how they met. So maybe that's why she was about to call the police. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't oh know. Oh my god, I thought, I thought you were dead somewhere. Yeah, true. No, she just wanted him um, at home for a girl's night. Oh, true. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of well. It turns out that he is actually having an affair with one of the girls who works at uh, Zuthru as well. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Every time I, I say so Zuthru, confused at first. Why is that? Because she came into the bathroom and I with him, and I was like, "Wait, that's not your fiance." Well, <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, "Oh, I'll, okay." Well, yeah. And she like pees in front of him, which you know it's kind yeah. of yeah. That's how you know Ava... it's been going on for a while. Also, Ava is home, so I don't understand why she would just walk in the bathroom with him. Um, unless, at first I thought yeah. maybe it's like an open relationship, and she just doesn't care. It it could be because the rich are um are wild, so you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, and in um, uh, David Cronenberg's movie Maps Map to the Stars, I think it's called, that I recommended a few weeks back, um, he has like a rich person in Hollywood who uh, you know is in a open relationship. So, mm -hmm. also a lot of uh, also a lot of incest in that movie, which is uh, which is not here. So no. Luckily, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 
I guess he's having an affair with this girl who also works at the company, who I guess is getting a promotion of some sort. Um, they make it a point to show that Colin is pretty much working like the bottom of the barrel and is given like the, the worst job there, which we already covered that is just watching curtains. So, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I would hate that job. I also didn't have a good time watching curtains a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was going to bring that up actually toward, <laughs> toward the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Well, we'll come back to, uh, we'll come back to curtains. Um, so it was just a, a quick nod. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Ava and Colin are having this like, conversation and he's like everything's fine for some reason she doesn't like that response because i guess he's never said that before or something like that so i don't know so we cut to that night and colin and ava are having sex and voss seems to uh like having sex as a man which is the uh because even her like when she's in the machine, like the actual Voss moans. So I thought that was kind of uh, a nice kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, is this where you saw a penis? No. Oh, okay. Because I guess in the uncut version, uh, Voss is shown to uh, as it it cuts between Colin and Voss. We see them both. And there's a shot of Voss who has a penis. And if the IMDb trivia is to be believed, uh, Brandon Cronenberg initially wrote the character to have a penis in this scene, took it out. Mm -hmm. And then Andrea Riseborough, who plays Voss, suggested that she have a penis in this scene. And Brandon Cronenberg smiled and it was and was like, I think you just read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, if, if not, the IMDb, not... <laughs> what were you gonna say? Now I can picture it, like her mentioning that, and him just instantly getting a like a slow smile on his face. Yeah, like oh, a, a penis. You say we can, <laughs> we can make that work. Um, we're way way ahead of you on that one. Yeah. We already have we already have one ready. Go strap it on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they have like a, a lovely sex scene. So in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, Gerder come comes back and tells her that uh, tells Voss that her tech her her tests come back came back inconclusive, and Voss is like, well, tonight's the night of the um, big murder suicide. So you know we could just push through and. We'll make it work. So that's why you shouldn't have sent her to do it. Yeah, there's a lot of like unplugging in the scene or whatever because she has to recalibrate. It's like you got to plug like something into your scalp. Kind of uh, bizarre. Um, we see that she like cries into the mirror. So she she did that earlier as well. So I think like once she has to go through with the crimes is where she's like getting caught up with 
and it's like too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet the uh, CEO, who is uh, his name is John Parse, played by Sean Bean, who I just sneeze real quick. Um, Bless you. Thank you, uh, Sean Bean. I guess is notorious. I found out after I watched the movie, he's notorious for playing characters who die in everything. And mm. I, I guess it was he was in this movie to um, kind of throw people off because once you see him, it's like oh, he's the guy who dies in everything, so he's going to die. And then, mm. uh, spoiler alert: turns out he does not die, and he just gets uh, severely beaten and mutilated. I guess. <laughs> Beaten, maimed, mutilated. Yeah. So, at the end of the movie, like, essentially, the hit didn't work, and this company is not going to own Zuthru anytime soon, I guess. Yeah. And the poor steps that wasted all of it, wasted so much money on this hit that didn't work. <laughs> well, I don't think he's in the condition to run it anymore, but still. Yeah, they, true. They Maybe don't he'll... get it either, obviously. Maybe he'll just pass it down to his son. But here you can have this. <laughs> um, I do like the father's like backhanded compliments, or like not even backhanded compliments, just like casual insults, I guess. Because he's like he's with his daughter, and it's like you know sometimes you gotta just come to terms that you failed as a father. <laughs> and so it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> like why would he, you like, say that? He like backhands Colin's job and is like, even though it's like the lowest on the totem pole, he's like, we gave you a job that um, we thought would be good for you. Hopefully it's not too much. <laughs> it's like, I think this guy can handle watching curtains. <laughs> so I couldn't. <clears throat> well, it's a relatively easy job, I think, is the idea. Yeah. Even though, even though it's boring, it's like a job that anybody can do. Like if you needed enough money, like all these curtains are um, vintage from the '60s. They sure are. Um, We're like, oh, these are sapphire curtains from 1984. Yeah. So I guess that'll be a side um, um, project. So uh, I, I guess Voss is given the instruction to get kicked out of this party. I wasn't sure why. I forget what they say. That's they essentially him, her. Yeah, they told him to start a fight. And yeah. a fight a fight was sure started. Well, he mentions... <laughs> he finally stands up to his um, future father-in-law and mentions about how his junk is in his daughter's mouth or whatever. And pretty much just, I don't know, just insults the father-in-law or whatever. And yeah. So he's kicked out. So insulted her. Yeah. And why is she catching a stray just for (laughs) being in the room? (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand that. That just seemed like Voss was annoyed with her even though they you know they they had, they had a good time the night before so i don't understand um yeah she knows she can never have it again 
Maybe. So um, he ends up getting kicked out. He sneaks back in with a fire poker. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny because the because Ava and John are sitting at the table, and, like everybody is left or whatever, and the father pretty much just tells her to. He's like, "All right, well, you just sh- should move back with your mother in Dubai." <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you 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 don't like your daughter so much that you just want to send her to another country to be able to get away from you. I like to get out of here, go across the world. Yeah, and it's like, well, good luck dealing with your stepson then, because that's all you have now. So, uh, uh, John slash boss ends up sneaking back in with a fire poker, and this is another part where we see that. Voss does have a gun. She ends up sitting it on the table and just beats him with the fire poker instead. And mm-hmm. I didn't see it in the version I watched. I guess in the uncut version, the scene is a lot more brutal than it already is. And we see like teeth falling out or whatever. So curious oh, yeah, to I see did. how. I saw the, um, yeah, teeth were scooped out. Along with his eye. Oh, okay. I I saw the eye. Unless I just missed the teeth and it's in both versions. But I heard someone mention the teeth part and then I didn't see it. So, I don't know. It's like a blink and you'll miss it. Okay, maybe I just missed it then. But I did hear how they did the teeth effect and I guess they had like a prosthetic head and the teeth were like connected with magnets inside and then like you know obviously you can detach them and that that's how they did the the effect yeah. so interesting um so the the fire poker to the the like the the mouth i was like oh this guy's dead and i don't, I don't know how he survived all that cuz you know it's like i guess you could survive getting your eye poked out as long as you don't go back to the brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fire poker is probably, you know, that's that's probably where you would draw the line. Because like it seems like he was stabbed through the mouth and it went through the other side, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you would so, think. Which, you know, that hits, like, nerves and, like... I, I, there's so many things back there that are just damaging that you probably would not survive from. But I guess he does. Well, Ethan in Scream 6 was also stabbed in the mouth and lived. Well, that's Scream 6 where everybody lives, so. That's how he was crushed by the TV, but. Mm, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's actually the uh, original title of the movie was Scream 6, Everybody Lives. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Ava comes in and she's the one who gets shot and this scene was like it's weird how this is the only person that Voss feels comfortable actually shooting I don't understand why or anything but it's interesting that it came to this because yeah she she shoots Ava, she runs into the room. She's like trying to walk with like bolt holes in her back, and she gets knocked down. And 
Voss just stands over her and just shoots her in the head and kills her. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, so now you can, now you can shoot somebody what you couldn't before. Um. So, this I guess this is the first time we're seeing Colin kind of like fighting back because I guess even though you're possessed, you still can see what's going on even though you're not the one in charge. Mm-hmm. And once Voss tries to shoot herself, she can't. And this is where Colin takes over. And I love like the quick little shot here that you that you see of them two like melted together in like mm-hmm. whatever type of world this is. Like I don't I don't even know exactly where they are or if the, if it's just like visual metaphor. I'm not even sure what it is, but I love it. Um, and we see the Colin is fighting it, and he tries. I I, I guess. Colin tries to stab himself. Is that in in the head? Because okay, so this is where we're going to start getting confused even more. Because <laughs> from this point on, it's like Colin and Voss both both fighting for control, and you don't really know who. You kind of just have to guess who's in charge at that point. Mm-hmm. For the most part, so he shoots, or sorry, he stabs himself in the head. We think that it's the suicide attempt. And then Voss starts bleeding from her mouth in the real world while she's in this machine. Yeah. And and I say the real world while the whole thing is the real world, I guess. But or her um, real body. <laughs> yeah. So um Yes. So we learn that Colin was the one who stabbed himself in the head, and his intention for that was to break the implant. And that's mm-hmm. how he he starts gaining control over it. And then so this I, is when he starts getting her memories too. Yeah. And what better place to go than your mistress's house and drag somebody yeah. else into the mess? So. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, because he flees this this murder scene. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Rita's house and <laughs> drag her into it. And. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they have this plan to run away or whatever, whatever this may be, whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, now, Girder, it could, you know, you, you could easily just be like, let's take Voss out of there and let's, uh, you know, just move on. But it's Girder's idea for her to finish the job despite this being dangerous and despite them, like, merging Becoming together. Yeah. So, you know, that's... Uh, I don't know, kind of weird, but I have in my notes that Colin must have been walking all night because he leaves this party and it's nighttime, and then when we see him arriving to Rita's house, it's in the morning. And we see him, like, walking through the city or whatever, even though there's blood all over his shirt. And, yeah, like he said, he gets to uh, he gets to Rita's house. They're about to run away. And um, I guess... He is well. No, no. This this isn't the part where he starts getting her memories, right? Um, a little bit. Um, maybe a little bit after it, because I think or, or like right around this time. I think Voss is still trying to gain control, and 
Um, cause it's cause, Oh, so there's a really, this really cool shot that I liked where it shows Rita in the shower and it shows, um, it shows Colin like about to shoot her, but then it, it like cuts and you see Voss standing in the doorway with the gun. So it's like, I guess that's our, our, our symbol to show that Voss is in control right now. Yeah. And yeah. And then this idiot named Eddie shows up and arrives and it's like, he, he quickly pretends like, like, Oh, you know, you know, Rita too. He's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're friends. And then it turns out he's just there to, in an attempt to help, uh, Voss gain control again. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know. Cause I, they're in like a high rise apartment building. I feel like the easiest thing to do, like once Voss gets control, is to just like jump out a window. That'd be the end of it. But I guess the idea is that but, she's not fully in control, so she can't commit suicide. Yeah. Right? What were you mm -hmm. going to say? Pretty much the same thing. Okay. Because she, she tried to shoot herself and couldn't do it, and then she's. Wouldn't be able to jump out the window, but it would make more sense. Yeah. It's trick, trick the mind into thinking it's not suicide. Like, oh, I gotta get out of here. But I can't use the door, so I'm gonna jump out of this window and land on my feet. Yeah, we're only on the first floor, not the <laughs> not, not the 17th floor. <laughs> you just gotta um, trick the mind, that's all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eddie pretty much fails miserably. Provides like dies no solution, no yeah, like like no, like no solution at all. Do we even see him die? I, um, I think I think at one they point show we show him dead. Yeah, I was gonna say they kind of just show his dead body. They don't they don't show how Colin killed him, but just an all around failure at this at this mission. Um, so they're kind of like. Probably my favorite scene in the movie. We'll just talk about that. They're like showing like a visual interpretation of Colin taking over fully. And he sees Voss in like this machine and he like starts choking her and then he like squeezes her head and it kind of just pops instead of mm -hmm. like crushing. He takes the mask and puts it over his own head, which is the cover of the, uh, like the poster of the movie. And yeah. it, it's such like a, an amazing looking shot. And I can see why they used it as the poster and it's cause it's so good. Um, mm -hmm. For some reason on the uncut Blu-ray, they show it in yellow. Not sure why, but mm. um, yeah, this is like, I guess him wearing the mask is like an interpretation of him, like gathering these, um, I guess like memories and thoughts that Voss has mm -hmm. and now he like, he like fully knows who he's uh, kind of dealing with. So he can use this against her. I think um, the mask, the mask did remind me of curtains a little bit. Oh, okay. And if they remade the movie, it would probably look like something like that. Yeah. That, um, that hag mask. Speaking of curtains, I, 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 
I was waiting with bated breath for your curtains reference, so I'm glad it, I'm glad it's finally here. I couldn't even focus yeah. on what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here it is. Speaking of curtains, yeah. I know we were going to do this randomly. So, without checking, do you remember who the killer was in that movie? Oh god. Um the uh comedy girl. I forget her name. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I also forget her name, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That that just has to be an ongoing um an ongoing joke that we we do like throughout throughout the year we'll just like be like, Oh yeah, do you remember the, the killer of curtains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we we said in that episode we might not remember who the killer was, and I definitely didn't remember the first time watching to the second yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we see like her, uh, well, I guess Colin living through Boss's life with this mask on. And, you know, he's he's like reliving the the violent sex from earlier. Um, and he eventually ends up seeing where she lives, which is, I guess, is... Um, I guess his his thing to use against her, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I love everything about this mask scene. I just think it's like yeah, I sure. I didn't know I didn't know the context of it when I saw it on the poster. I probably would have never guessed that this is what it actually was. But regardless, I still think it's um, I think it's great. So I know when the movie was on and they were. When we were getting through the movie, I was like, oh, that poster was literally just made for no reason. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be an actual scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, literally just like a screenshot from the movie. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's great. Um, so, Colin, I, I think at this point he's actually at Michael's house, who is Voss's uh, ex-husband. Um, mm-hmm. He decides to hold Michael to gunpoint. I love this monologue he has where he compares Voss to like a predator or a worm that kind of implants itself and, yeah. and controls you. As he he's even like, I have no idea what she does for work. She's just out of the country. And like little does uh he know that she's kind of like right here. And down, down the um, street. And also yeah. right here. <laughs> yeah. Um so, at this part in my notes, I have genuinely confused. It seems like they're speaking to each other because uh, Colin seems like he is about to kill the husband and is like using this as like a threat against Voss. And Voss yeah. is like, Voss is like, all right, do it. <laughs> She's like, I, I, I don't want any type of uh, uh, connection to the real world. I just want to pretty much be uh, uh, an, an assassin and you could just just, just take him and that's mm-hmm. and yeah that's pretty much what he does um, so it seems still don't know who's in control at this point it seems like she still can't kill herself to get out of here 
And then yeah. her son, whose name is Ira, ends up stabbing Colin in the throat and um, ends up, I guess, killing him. But what I was confused was I couldn't tell if Voss was the one who was killing her own son or if Colin was doing this. Because it seemed like Voss was doing it to kind of finish off any connection she had to the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, because since it was the gun, I was thinking it wasn't her. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, could be. But yeah, I, I don't um, I don't fully I don't fully know, to be honest with you. Um, I guess it's open for your own interpretation. Because it seemed like she didn't care if her husband, well, she didn't care if her husband died. So, like, I was like, well, she didn't care if he died. So, like, she could just kill her son and move on, and that'd be the end of it, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. So, it um, turns out that um, uh, there, there's like. The, so. I don't know how how did you react to this this uh, plot twist this like final pull me out? It was shocking. Well, I was already shocked when the kid was gunned down brutally. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> then I, I didn't was play. like, oh, she really used her um, used that woman's son to destroy any connection she had left with humans. Yeah, and I didn't know at first. I didn't know if that was Girder. Like I, I didn't know who it was because I, I was like, "Wait, he's a like someone possessed him." And then it was revealed when Girder is in like the science thing <laughs> right next to, to Voss <laughs> that um that she was the one who was been there, and it's like essentially, yeah, she has no connection to the real world now. So this is like. Her entire persona is that she's just this like assassin, and mm -hmm. yeah, it's um, I don't know, just 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 wild stuff. Um, what a crappy ending! It kind of mirrors the last few seasons of American Horror Story. Oh, you didn't you didn't like the ending? No. Okay. Only because it's like. Oh, all the villains win, and it's like unsatisfying. Well, I guess it's different with American yeah. Horror Story because you spend a whole season or half a season with them, and then all the all the villains live and win. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Okay, yeah, I I mean I was fine with it, but I do understand like it being like a a downer ending. I I really liked it, especially like how it's shot because the the blood between Colin and uh Ira makes like a, a butterfly symbol to kind of mirror like Yeah. The the symbol for empathy, which is the butterfly. It is artsy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's essentially not bad. it's not bad like the mist. I mean honestly it it is <laughs> I mean it has it, the similar vein, but it is, yeah, it is like a similar vibe to the mist, like this downer of an ending. It's not as depressing because the mist, 
uh, is like all this was for nothing. But yeah, like you didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the mist is more depressing, but yeah, I, I see what you're you're getting at. But yeah, essentially, Voss is now just a full time assassin, and yeah, that's that's what's going the on end. now. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. I guess. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg said that he had uh, two different versions of this script for this movie, and he said that eventually they might make a second one to kind of show, like, more of this world, which I don't think I need, honestly. I think this is fine as, like, a one-and-done type thing. But yeah, I don't think I want one. I think it'd still be um, interesting to... Uh, Interesting to I'd see probably, more, but yeah, I'd, I probably don't need any more. Yeah, I don't need it, but I, w- I would watch it if it was a thing. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, I'd, I'd watch it, but yeah. I'm going to watch it and I won't like it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think it's all I have for this movie. I just think it's uh, very good. I think it stumbles... Like we talked about, once the, uh, uh, the the plan is kind of laid out, I think it stumbles a bit there. I think it stumbles once we get to the end when it's like you're trying to figure out who is who. Um, I think it kind of... I, I, I don't... It, I mean, it, it's definitely intentional, but I think it's just like kind of annoying to not know like what the heck is going on. Like, mm-hmm. all right, all right, wait, who's in charge? Who, who just shot him? How did that person die? Um, but overall, I think this movie is uh, is very good. Yeah, I like it. I think it's good, not great. Okay. Just a one and done for you? Mm-hmm. I think I liked it better than Infinity Pool. Yeah, I definitely liked it more than Infinity Pool. But I would probably watch Infinity Pool again because I don't really remember it that well. Okay. Yeah. I... This one, I guess we'll see. But I think for now, I probably wouldn't rewatch it. I'd probably just like try to figure out the differences between uncut and regular. Okay. All right. All right. That's all I have for this thing. Uh, would you like to jump into our weekly recommendations? Mm hmm. Right. It's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right, what would you like to recommend? So the movie kind of reminded me of this book I read in school. So I want to recommend the book. It's called Flip. It is by Martin Bedford. Bedford. Okay. It's about this teen this teenager. His name is Alex. He gets like involved in this car accident or something, and he wakes up in some other guy's body, and he has to figure out how to get back into his own life and not be trapped in this other guy's body forever. But there's like this dynamic, because in his original body, he was like an outcast. And he wasn't wasn't very popular, 
He didn't really have a big family. And then when he f goes into the other guy, his name's Flip. That's what the name of the book. He goes into his body, and this guy's like popular jock. So it's like complete opposite of what he's like. Okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've never heard and of I that always, book. I always thought it could make like a good movie or a show. But obviously they're not doing them because it's a random book. I mean, you never know. All right. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that, so. All right, I'm going to recommend uh, Brandon Cronenberg's first movie. I think I recommended it before. It's called Antiviral. Um, about this guy, he, he kind of looks like the young Michael Myers from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, Malcolm McDowell is also in the movie, speaking of. Um, it's Ooh. about this, this uh, like, I guess this place that sells um, injections of diseases that celebrities have and have mm -hmm. passed away from. And um, they sell them to, like, the fans. So it's like, oh, um, you know, Michael Jackson had that disease, and I would like to have it too. So, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and um, the main character gets uh, injected by this sickness, and he has to, like, figure out um, how this person died and how to cure his uh, newly found virus i guess mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's pretty good and that's one thing you're gonna get with the cronenbergs is like very Trippy. bizarre like body horror type stuff like even in uh david cronenberg's latest film uh crimes of the future mm -hmm. it's like there's like furniture made of like with like ears and stuff and it's like yeah, it's a oh, like Texas Chainsaw. Uh, to 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 an extent, I <laughs> guess. But yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. I, I think Possessor is better, but it's it's also, uh, but Antiviral is also better than Infinity Pool. So mm. yeah, I should watch that and complete the trilogy. And I'll definitely be there for the next uh, Brandon Cronenberg movie because he's one of my... Uh, I don't know if I want to say favorite, but I'm definitely intrigued by what he does. So He's on your radar. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think that's all I have for this episode. Um, so next week we'll be back with another episode. And uh, what are we covering next week? We're covering another murder mystery from the 80s. Ooh. Right? Did that movie come out in the 80s? Yeah, it did. It is Clue. Based Ooh. on the board game Clue. Yeah. I've only seen it once. And and let me let me tell you, you're you're in for a treat. Um I've never seen it, but Tim Curry's in it, so Got some eye candy? No. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, it's a it's a fun one. So, all right. So next week we'll be back with Clue. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can on uh, on Instagram. We are at Santamira After Dark. On Twitter, we are at Santamira AD Pod. Please rate and, re- and review wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Jeremy. I'm Steven. And curfew is now in session. In effect.